friends, welcome. This is it. We have over a decade of episodes unpacking stories and life to help you discover your purpose, your divine design, and what you are wired to do. This is Patty Lynn Wyatt. Please subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to Girlfriend It so we can be in it together. Well, welcome to Girlfriend It. This is your host, Patty Lynn Wyatt, and this is going to be part one of two with Amberly Niece, author of Common Ground. And welcome, Amberly. How are you today? I'm so, I'm well. I have to tell you, your little intro music, I can't help but dance. I'm still, I'm, you know, I've had a couple cups of coffee and that intro music just makes me happy. <laughs> I I saw that dance, Amberly, actually, and it made me smile. It put a big smile on my face. And Amberly, you are a speaker, a teacher, a comedian, author, and basically all around encourager. You specialize in relationships. And we actually both deal in the relationship profession. And that's why it's so much fun to have you on the show. I I was just looking back at some of my notes. I think we had you on like a decade ago and then just recently in your last book. And now here we are again. So this might be three or four times that you've been able to share all of your life experience with us and your insight. Love it. I can't, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier about that. I think that that's great. Maybe someday we could actually meet in person and, you know, break bread or something. So we, you know, so that we can see each other face to face, but it's such an honor to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here and let's talk about relationships. Well, it's funny that you say, let's, we, you know, get together, let's break bread because that would be one of my pain points is that I, I do, and I'm trying to get better. I meet someone, you have this connection and I say, wow, like I've, I've said it to you probably every time I really feel this connection. Let's go have coffee. Let's meet. And then, and then you don't do it and you don't realize that for some people that hurts. And I've had friends that have shared with me uh, that defining the relationship that I do that to them. I, I say, let's go do coffee. Yeah. When can we get together? And then I don't let that happen. <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting because truthfully, I mean, again, it comes from a really great place in our hearts to say, oh my goodness. First of all, you're right. We do connect every single time. And every single time I think, come on, we got to put this together. But it almost gets to a place where if our word and our integrity Yes. is based on not only what we say, but how we follow through, then in a small way, that's a that's an integrity loss right there for both of us. So I, thank you for playing this the part of the Holy Spirit this morning and convicting <laughs> me that I need to get better at that. Yes. Well, like you said, the, the intention is in the right place. And I think we have to, that's something as we talk about conflict. And, and I want to dive into that. So for our part one, I want to talk about the hurtful part. And then in part two, I want to talk more about your book, Common Ground, and more of the healing part, because I notice as I mature in age, I have seen so much hurt by girlfriends, by friendships that have been literally destroyed. And there, there's just this woundedness and pain. I, at times, it's worse than divorces. Oh, it, it, and it's absolutely. hard to make space for that. Absolutely. Well, first of all, I think oftentimes when we think of the cattiness and the and the discord, we often think of, you know, junior high girls 
and no disrespect to junior high girls. I love me some junior high girls, but uh, I didn't love me when I was a junior high girl, um, <laughs> to be honest. But um, I think sadly, many of us don't outgrow some of those same basic issues of um, jealousy and resentment and comparing and whatever. And we get caught in those. And so even at, at our age, when we've got, you know, I'm not going to say we've gotten older. I'm just saying we may have a little more mileage on our maturity vehicle and that's okay. I'm okay with that. But some of us haven't outgrown some of those same issues. I think it's, um, here's my little little soapbox just for a second, but I think it's interesting when we look at the curses that when Adam and Eve made the choices they did in the garden, that Adam's curse was vocational. It was about his work. And Eve's curse was relational. Past the pain in childbirth, it was that she would have a desire for her husband. So her curse was relational. And I think in both instances with both genders, it can be our greatest strength. It can be the thing that is that God uses the most to bring people to himself, but it also is our weapon of war when we are not grounded in him. And so I think um, those relationships really can can be a wonderful gift in our lives, but they also can be a, a tool used for hurt. Absolutely. And and it's hard because we, we operate out of our own pain and often we don't see the pain that we have um, perhaps started with in, in somebody else. I know this was several year, years ago. I had a, a very dear friend. I was speaking at a retreat on relationships and I mentioned the, the define the relationship, you know, do the DTR. Oh yeah. And go to these, you know, people that you have your relationships with and say, I, I need this defined because I'm over here waiting for you and, and you're off you know, my my friend, Lisa, who used to be the co-host with me, she would mock me that, you know, I'm over here in a Hummer going around all the different TPs, you know, yes, <laughs> and, and, you know, just embracing everyone versus having just that, you know, that one deeper relationship, well, I, which that's really who I am. I am that one person, you know, friendship, but I do, I am an extrovert, so I, I will go out and you know, bring in as many people as I can. But I had a friend come up to me and say, you mentioned to find the relationship. I would like to do that with you. And can we start scheduling maybe, you know, once a week where we meet for coffee or, and it kind of blew me away because here I am. I want to talk about it. I want to give you tips on relationships. But when it came down to carving out that time and I still had, you know, kids in my house and I was swamped. I was, you know, doing corporate training where I was traveling. So once a week to me, I never knew what my day looked like. So so I had to say, I don't know if I can commit to that. And then I I just kind of let that go. <laughs> like I never did revisit. <clears throat> and it wasn't until years later I was able to go back to her and say, you know, I apologize. You came to me. You did exactly what I suggested, you know, to do. So it, that's where, what do you, what do you say to that, Amberly? Because we wanted to find the relationship, but then that even hurts us because Absolutely. maybe that person isn't available for that. Well, first of all, um, I applaud the woman who is bold and, and courageous and ask you to define the, the friendship with her. But I also applaud your courage to go back and say, I I was mistaken. I was wrong. And, uh, you know, will you forgive me? I think that 
I think that there is a courage in both parts. It's relationships. I'm sorry. Relationships are vulnerable. If they're going to mean anything, you feel a little like I was, I'm from Texas. We say naked as a jaybird, but emotionally we feel really naked when we say, Hey, would you define the relationship with me? Um, You and I both have the personalities and this is both a blessing and a curse, but we do make people feel important, which is great. The underbelly of that is sometimes people think that we have a greater relationship, a deeper relationship than we actually do when we're, as you said, you're just circling all the teepees and making sure everybody's taken care of. Um, I think that that's hard, but I think in defining the relationship, we also need to define the margin. So you were saying your kidlets were small, you were super busy. I don't think it's a bad thing to say, man, I don't even find a date night with my husband once a month. Once yeah. a month to me would be a step of faith. And you're saying once a week, and I think that's glorious. As your friend, as a DTR, I need to say, I've got I've got once a month. And I have a person that I hike with every week because both of us are trying to take good care of ourselves. So we just said, hey, let's combine what we're already doing. We're already working out. Let's combine that. And we call that the hike IWC. So we call that the IWC. It's actually in my calendar, hike IWC, if we can. And we both know that stuff comes up. And so there are times when we're supposed to meet at 9.30, at 9.22, I get something from her and she says, my daughter, we just got a call from the school nurse and she's got a fever, I need to go get her. That, then, then that's IWC. So you just can't this week. And there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I mean, I've done the same thing to her. Hey, something's yeah. come up and I can't. And I think the deeper your friendship is, the less that's an issue. You just right. have to figure out what your margins are and what is, what is healthy for you. Yeah. And, and that is significant what you just said. And we call that in in the corporate world, it's called goal stacking. And with your goal stacking, you, you put everything you want in a day when you're doing your time management and you're writing your calendar and you do exactly that. I have to go to Costco. So how can I add, you know, maybe I can go with a friend or I like to work out every day. So who can I add into this? Um, my my problem, once again, goes back to all the teepees that I'm going to, is that I try to do way too much goal stacking. And my husband, so many people have said, Patty, like oh, right now we're in May and there's graduation parties going, you know, crazy. And I, I work with a group of, of college girls. So dealing with all of that. And one of them said, Patty, will you go hiking with me? Cause they know I love to do that. And I I'm always saying that, Hey, you're, you're always, you know, come with me. And I absolutely. And then I got on my phone and I was texting and my husband, you know, we were, of course I'm texting while I'm trying to watch a show with him. Right. We do that because we can oh, yes. multitask. And they're like, can you watch the show with me, please? Once again, goal stacking. And, uh, he goes, who, who are you texting? And I said, oh, I'm just going to invite a few more girls because I'm going, you know, go hiking. He goes, Patty, they asked you specifically to go hiking. Like what part of that? Not everything's a party. Like sometimes people just want that one-on-one time. Yeah. And Amberly, I'm in a place where I, I just don't see it, even though I've been told over and over again. Like just, you have to either clear it with them. Hey, would it be okay to invite a few more people or don't invite other people? (laughs) It's like, oh, novel thought here. Yeah. So the most loving thing you can do is to be clear. Yes. 
Just so you know, and it's much easier to be clear when you're texting and making the initial plan than when you show up at the hiking trail and there are six people, <laughs> right? Then everybody's hurt. Nobody's right. expectations are met. Yeah. And so I think I, I actually tell a story in um, in these books where um, I had my 50th birthday and I invited all these amazing ladies. These ladies I love. They're all strong, beautiful, amazing. I asked them all. I gave them plenty of time. I said, I'm 49 and a little bit of change. We've got plenty of time. Let's plan a trip to the Grand Canyon. We'll hike the Grand Canyon together. I will we'll train individually, but we'll do this together. And the day of the hike, I said to them, I'm that weirdo because um, I have a few knee issues. I'm that weird person that hiking down and hiking up is the exact same time. I'm actually really strong. So the hike up is not the issue for me, but my yeah, knees yeah. and my shins don't love down. So just so you know, I'm slow down, but I promise you I make up for it. Cause it's usually you do uh, for every minute that you spend going down, it's a minute and a half going up. So I was saying, no, I'm that weirdo. You know what they did? They left me in the dust, all of them, <laughs> the trail guide, Everyone. I mean, I could see them far away. And every time we would get to his, my husband stayed with me. He's a kind man. But every time we would stop and I just found myself like getting more and more crushed. They were crushing me. Yeah. And it's because I hadn't defined the relationship and my expectations of the relationship when the thing started. What I wanted, my Hallmark channel um, <laughs> vision was that I would talk to somebody for a little bit and then I would move up and then we would talk and I'd move back and we could talk. I mean, that every, I would get good connection time. Well, that didn't happen. And so the trail guide, we stopped at the first, um, you know, major um, stop. And she said, there's a little bit of a trail that we could do about a mile um, round trip. And it's really beautiful. I think that would be great. Or we could head back. And I said at that time, you know, I think I'm going to head back. And everybody said, why would you do that? And I said, because I'm tired of looking at your backsides. Like oh. you guys left me in the dust. Well, you know what? I waited two and a half hours for them to get to the top of the canyon because I was right. I was, I'm fast. I, I know that I'm, I'm strong. Yeah. And, um, and my husband said, looking back, um, what would you have done differently? And I said, I would have explained to them what my Harmark channel vision was. And then they could at that point say, yeah, we want to toast you. Like we're super fast and we just want to be type A's. And then everybody would have won. But in this case, nobody won. They spent yeah. good money and good time. And they felt like they didn't win because they disappointed me terribly. I was crushed. I literally felt like a, you know, a, a junior, speaking of junior hires, junior high girl at the dance, like somebody please pick me, right? It was, and I was thankful for my husband that he was there, but I did it to be with my girlfriends. Yes. And they ghosted me. And, um, and then I lapped them on the way back and nobody won. And so I just want to challenge you you know, as a relationship expert, you know how important these friendships are, but you also know how kind the clarity is. So just lay out all the expectations. I'm so glad you asked to define the relationship. I'm so glad you have once a week. I don't have it to give. So I love you too much to let you be disappointed. So let's, let's plan quarterly. Let's mm -hmm. plan, uh, join me for a hike. And I promise you one of the hikes It'll be just us, but also know because I'm community minded, I want to invite other people. Is that okay with you? And then, you know, and then yeah. she knows and everybody wins, but I think we lose when we aren't clear. Absolutely. That clarity. And the thing is just like, if, if I were there, which by the way, I was not Amberly. You did not invite me, even though I love to hike. I, uh, 
But hey, I'm I'm clarifying with you next time <laughs> down the Grand Canyon. Yeah, um, your therapist called. He's also clarifying with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have thought, oh, Amberly's she's there with her husband. So I would have been off with the girlfriends. That's because, you know, it's like, oh, she's getting this fine time with her husband. So isn't that funny? And then you're over here going, why did I invite you? This is my birthday. Why are you guys hauling behind me in front of yeah, me? Totally. And so isn't that, it's just crazy. Everybody has these thoughts. And that's the problem. I know there was a TED Talk uh, by David. I think his name was Thornson. He's a, you know, PhD, avoid avoiding conflict. And he he shares in there that when we internalize that, because you could have just thought, I'm never inviting these girls to my birthday ever again, because it just boils and, and bubbles up inside of you. But when we compromise that and we push it down, it just builds up in the way of like chipping away. I, I, I think of chipping away, you know, an ice block. Yeah. yeah. And so basically you're, you're getting smaller and smaller until you don't even know where your place in the relationship is because you won't share that. You won't clarify. And you and I have that strong A, you know, in the disc we're high D, high I temperaments. So for me, I don't understand that. And I think my problem is I don't avoid conflict. I embrace it to the point where I call it out. And that's not always the right way to do it. And I've learned to use I statements. Like I feel frustrated that yes. you guys were all walking in front of Very me. Smally. Yes. Yes. Versus you guys just took off. Like you guys just started walking. And uh, I think growing up in a, a more authoritative home with my dad in the Navy and he was a cop. So I, that's just the way we address things and realizing some people need it done a little softer. Oh yeah. So when my son was my, my son is definitely the truth speaker. I'm the grace speaker. And I know that Jesus came in both truth and grace, but my son is definitely the truth speaker in our house. I'm definitely the grace speaker. When he was in fourth grade, I got a call from his teacher saying we need to meet because he keeps correcting me in class. <laughs> Eight years old. So we met and I was teaching at the school at the time. And so it was really awkward for me because this was a coworker as well. And I said, Josiah, Mrs. Wingle says you are correcting her in front of everybody in class. Is that the, is that the most loving thing you could do? And he said, Mrs. Wingle, do you want to be wrong? And she said, well, no. And he said, well, then isn't that the most loving thing I could do? <laughs> And I thought, holy kingfish, isn't that the truth? But we've had to learn from one another. Like I've learned a ton from my son, the, the power of um, giving direct feedback, loving people enough to not just give a compliment um, sandwich, but really give good feedback. And, um, but also he's learned from me that there is a way to word things so it doesn't feel so personal. It still can be direct, but it doesn't necessarily have to be personal if you frame it um, correctly. So um, yeah, that's been a huge thing. <laughs> but that that is that's so significant that he was able to do that. And I, I respect it when people, you know, that would be the number one tip. Uh well, I, as I say, the number one tip, there's so much more because you know, just going into prayer first would be the number one tip. Of course. But 
go, jumping on it quickly. You know, the thing about conflict is that it multiplies over time and the little conflict turns into resentment and that then it can ruin and break a, a friendship. It's like self-division. So it, it just keeps, yeah. you know. It's this yeah. oozing wound, you yeah. know, and it's, it you, you don't want it to get infected, right? So you want right. to hurry up, clean up the wound, slap a Band-Aid on there or something to, to help it out. And so when you can, I, once again, in cor the corporate world with conflict, I say there's a, a model out there and it's called SBIR. And I love that model because you can Google it if you forget it. And uh, it's specific. Be so specific, like you're watching a video camera and do it within 48 hours. If you can nail it and go yesterday, Amberly, when we went on that hike, I could tell you were rolling your eyes at some of the comments I made and I felt frustrated. I felt hurt when I saw that you were doing this. Um, it had an impact on my day. What are your thoughts on that? And yeah. so it's just this model. It takes two minutes. If that, that probably took 30 seconds to say that to you. And that was really direct the way I said it, I probably would have said it a little softer, maybe, but it gets, it gets it out there. Well, and then we can deal with the thing that's actually the thing. Cause oftentimes in relationships, we're trying to dig down, we're trying to navigate waters and we get to something and they say, well, it's because blah, blah, blah. And you're like, is that really the thing? Is yeah. that really the issue? No, the really the issue is, and you just keep, um, there's a great book called thanks for the feedback. I love that. Yes. Oh, uh -huh. Really? First time I read it, I found myself getting defensive. Like, well, they just, you know, they don't have my boss and they don't understand. And I was like, oh gosh, if I'm getting defensive about a feedback book, it's possible I have some learning to do. <laughs> but I do um, absolutely yeah. do that. So I think that, like I said, I, I so appreciate the, when God calls us into community, I mean, if we were created in his image, which we are, and he is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, he's community, then when when he calls us into community, he wants us to work together in a healthy way. He wants, you know, when Jesus says, I've come that they might have life and have it abundantly, that, that pertains to our relationships as well. And so we've got to practice health, just like our physical body's health. We, it can't, it just doesn't just happen. People aren't just like, oh, it's so weird. Just kale flew into my face. It no, you got to make the choice and you, and you um, choose to exercise and you do those things. It's the same thing with the health of our relationships. It's work. It is yeah. work. It's totally worth it. And it is what I feel like God has called us to, to do. But um, but it's it's not for sissies. No, it's not. And and speaking of that, just like you said, you know, God wired us this way. He created us to to be relational. And this is what's so interesting is that I've seen lately, and I don't know, like you said, we're just a little bit more mature and been around for a while, where in the church, I just feel like the enemy is coming along and destroying these relationships. And in the last year, I have, have seen so many people on staff doing ministry, and they have left, um, you know, not the church big C, but they've left these different departments because of relationships yeah. and it gets to the point where I just spoke with someone the other day, I had sent them a podcast and it was talking about some of the areas that took place. If you're familiar with what happened at Willow Creek mm -hmm. and 
she said, just listening to that podcast brought up so many emotions of what she had dealt with in ministry. And she wanted to go, you know, speak to this pastor. And I said, but I, I'm all, I'm all about going to the people that have wounded you. Yeah. Matthew 18. Yes, for sure. But sometimes, you know, yeah, we can go Matthew 18, but at what point do we just have to give it over to the Lord and we're not going to find any, I'm going to use the term redemption, you know, by going to this person instead, it doesn't really heal. It, it, it makes us feel even more uh, wounded and, and almost destroyed because we present it to this person and they have no idea what we're talking about. Right. They don't see it from that perspective. Right. And in this situation, this person had already gone to the pastor and shared and didn't get the reaction they wanted. So when we start hurting again, we think, and I, and I totally get this, oh, but I'll go in this route. Like I really didn't get, I wasn't really clear in the way I wanted to present this. So I'm going to now change my, my behavior, my communication style or, or whatever they're thinking, they're fantasizing about how they're going to have this, this narrative because it's worked in their brain. Right. And, you know, at some point, I think when we, when I'm coaching people, I have to pause because even though it says, yes, go to that person, but you have to really reevaluate how they're going to feel afterwards. Right. Did that, did, were you able to decode what I just said? No, totally. I think when, when the Bible says in as much as it depends on you live at peace with everyone, right? I think, um, the same is true. You've got to be peaceful yourself. You've got to get right with Jesus and confess if any part that you had in that. And, um, so that you bring peace to the table, not just accusations and disappointment, but if we're going to, in as much as it depends on us, live at peace with everyone, if we're going to live that, I feel like we need to be in a place where we've done the work before we have the talk. Mm -hmm. Um, especially like you said, especially if the conversation's already been had. So all you're doing is throwing your garbage on somebody else's, um, desk at this point, if you've already gone over it. So, um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a tough one, but I do feel like we're supposed to speak truth. So, right. um, and so, yeah, I think that, I think that that is a wonderful thing to, to dive into and make sure you've done everything you can to get right with God and with this person. And that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's so. easy. It's easy to throw the blame grenade and okay. just oh, toss yes. it and say, but it is your fault. You did Ooh. these things to me. And I love that blame grenade. I'm going to steal that in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is amazing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think that came from uh, leading by your strengths. He talks about when we give people feedback and we just take the grenade and we toss it in their backyard and we go, okay, we're good. Like I, I gave you all the feedback and then we run, <laughs> we take off wow. like, all right. Wow. Yeah. That's really, that's, that's good stuff. So you know, it, it, there are so many, um, there are so many, uh, hurts and, and things that we bring into our relationships. And oftentimes those taint our interactions. And so just trying to get to the bottom of those ourselves and what we can learn about Jesus and those things I think is, is major. Absolutely. All right. We will be back. Part two. 
Bye. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.